Well, hi, everybody. It's the Week in the Tackle podcast. Tom Ruddy and Brian Dunseth with you, spiritually and virtually, across the Zoom call, across the Atlantic, but also in our hearts. Um, we're doing a, an, an extra show for you. We're not going to do this every week, but we may well do. I don't know. It depends on Dunny's schedule. We thought on Fridays we could do a little preview of what we're definitely going to be talking about on Tuesday's big show, where, of course, we tackle the week in soccer. But what's going to happen across the weekend? What's going to happen in the forthcoming week? Well, we do definitely know in a feature we're bringing you from today, which is one thing that's definitely going to happen this weekend and one thing that is not going to happen this weekend. So, Dunny, the international break, thankfully, is over. Yep. Give us one thing that is definitely going to happen this weekend. You know, for those that missed Grumpy Pundits on Sirius XMFC Channel 157 on Thursday and Fridays is... uh, Rennie and Dunny take America, or we call it Week in the Tackle takeover, if you will, of Grumpy Pundits. Um, Tom Rennie was in a really good mood. Tom Rennie went for a run. Tom Rennie had happiness on his face. I decided to call him Tom Henny because I had a slip of the tongue, and it actually was pretty funny and started making sense and sticking because Tom Rennie showed up about 10 minutes after Tom Henny had said his hellos and was all full of glee and optimism because the international break had meant that West Ham was not playing. So for yeah. my, so for my, my, my prediction that's going to happen this weekend, Tom, I, I will see the reverting of Tom Rennie back to utter hiss and vinegar, salty pants and sad face after the weekend. When you draw and drop even more points at the bowl of disappointment at home against Southampton. You know, we haven't played for 16 days and yeah. the game we played was the conference league game. I actually didn't watch it because uh, yeah, I just needed the break because I went to Aston Villa the weekend before and I was like, you know yeah. what? I can't watch this complete schlock yep. anymore. I hate to see football that is just played so gutlessly and spinelessly. And they just <laughs> just like they're, they're better players than what we've seen, but they don't win yeah. games because they're not brave. And, and maybe that's coaching. I just don't know at this point. But I, I got over it. I've been on holiday, went for a run. You know, I've eaten reasonably well, that sort of stuff. And then the West Ham Instagram page posted a picture of Lucas Paqueta, who I just can't stand. Wheels fell off. And and it was a picture of him in like a snood. Now, the the training ground's about only about 10 minutes max from me down the road uh, where they train at Rush Green. Um, On the old site, I think, of the hospital. I was born in, actually, in Rush Green. Now, I think about it. Anyway, and it's him in like a snood round his face. And they've done a... The admin has done a post. I hate the admin. And it was cold. It was like... Cold Lucas with a smile, right? Uh, and it's a bit like, I live up the road. It's not cold. <laughs> it's not cold. So what you're showing me yeah. is Lucas Paqueta being so gutless and spineless that he has to wear a snood in T-shirt weather. Mm. Just like, no, right? No. Mm. What I want to see is him walking out to training in like short and a t-shirt, showing me he's got the guts for a relegation battle. Instead, it's yeah. all top banter. It's all banter. We're having a bants because he wants to put a <laughs> scarf on. Or there was one about Declan Rice not having his hair cut during international break. No, guys, <laughs> you've utterly shanked this season. And I think lack of effort is right up there with mm. bad tactics. A mm. complete lack of endeavour and belief about the way they've played. But the yeah. admin's like, we've been 18th for two and a half weeks. Ha! <laughs> 
cold, Lucas? Are you cold, <laughs> Lucas? Wait, just wait till you see the Tilo Carer post. Oh, um, so yes, okay, fair enough. Tom Henny <laughs> returns this weekend, it's definitely going to happen <laughs> for me this weekend. I'll I tell you what's going to happen. I think you're definitely going to see this this weekend. I think you're going to see the start of 100% records to the end for mm. the two teams at the top mm. of the Premier League table. Mm. I don't see Manchester City dropping a single point from now until the end. I don't see Arsenal dropping a season a point for the rest of this season from now until the end. Why? Because everything before this point was foreplay. Mm. Everything before this point was build up. Everything before this was anticipation. Everything before this was the drums before the bass comes in. And now we're at the point where we're there. We're peak. We're pinnacle. We're at the, the chime of New Year on New Year's Eve. We're at the bit where the, the person whose birthday it is turns up for the surprise party. The stripper gonna is drop. about to, bump, to jump out of the cake <laughs> in Under Siege. We're about to see the, those two luscious breasts being covered up by Steven Seagal because she doesn't know that Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones have taken the ship. You know, that's where we are now. And I think that we're going to see, you know, the old saying would be, and in a sexist world, um, we're going to see the men from the boys here. And I think those two teams are the only men hmm. in this entire league. And I think they're going to win, win, win all the way through. And we're going to finish with the current gap there is. And we're going to see two teams finish over 90 points this season. So I think that begins this weekend. Um, Dunny, one thing that's definitely not happening this weekend. No chance Ooh. we're going to see it. What do you think? No way Ooh. it's going to happen. No no chance that we're going to see Arsenal drop points. No chance. I, I, after being knocked out of Europa League, uh, Aaron Ramsdale getting chipped from midfield, losing in penalties, there's no excuse whatsoever with this run-up of Arsenal. And, and, and I, did, I, did the, uh, I did the schedule. I got it in front of me. Leeds at home, at Liverpool, at West Ham, home against Southampton, at Man City, home against Chelsea, away against Newcastle, Brighton at home, forest away. Some big games in there. Big games. No excuses. No excuses for Arsenal. For Mikel Arteta and this group of players that had their, their wobble into February, early March, to rattle off six consecutive games, to go to the international break with the feel-good factor, to come out of the international break, and know it's just business time. Business time. No excuse. The pressure is on. They're the best team in the Premier League. They have been the best team in the Premier League, and now they have to prove that they're the best team in the Premier League for these last, what are they, eight or nine games with no other competitions to distract them. So rest and recovery, full focus, quick turnarounds. They don't have to deal with Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, an FA Cup semifinal. This is Mikel Arteta's time to really, I don't know, get a tune out of this team the way he has all season long and whatever the mind games are, whatever the psychological things are that he has to do to make sure that this team is firing on all cylinders. He's got to do it because there's no reason why Arsenal should not win this Premier League title this season. Now this weekend in the Premier League, there are so many games with something on the line. Mm. The game I'm working on is Chelsea Aston Villa. Probably the only mid-table nonsense game of the entire weekend. But the yeah. good news is I'm also going to be working Monday night football on Everton against Tottenham Hotspur. Plus, for my sins, I am going to West Ham, Southampton on Sunday as a fan. 
Um, but the one thing you're not going to see this weekend, and I guarantee you this, you are not going to see a single minute of actual football in the game hmm. between Everton and Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> that, that's something I'll guarantee you right now. Everton do two things under Daichi. Number one, the beep test. Run, run, beep. run, 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 beep run, 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 run. Number two, corners. So beep test and corners. Number two, corners. Christian, Christian Stellini is not going to come in and be like, you know what? I feel like I'm the new Bielsa. Uh, no. <laughs> I, d- I don't think that's going to be Stellini's vibe. I think he's yeah. going to come in, you know, he, he looks a little bit, a little bit like someone who you're like, you know, it's a wedding today, right? Could you have maybe had a shower? Hmm. Um, so he looks a little bit like someone who's just kind of wandering off the street and taking over Tottenham Hotspur temporarily. And he's basically going to do Conte, um, Conte light, as he did during the weeks that he was in charge without Conte. So it's still low block slash sit deep, depending on how old you are. It's still try and get corners yourself and cross it to Harry Kane. And if you score a goal, um, that's it. Game over. Game over, man. 75 minutes defending. Game over. So you're going to see corners, beat tests, and absolutely no entertainment. Uh, in the game on Monday Night Football, Everton against Tottenham. That's thing, something you're definitely not going to see. Um, before today's Friday show, we also asked for a few questions on, on the social media. Uh, our producer, Mr. Tim Horsey, has been collating a couple of questions. We thought two would be enough um, to ask us. So, so, Danny, what have the Week in the Tackle audience got for us? Well, my name's not Danny. My name is Tim. But oh, did I say Danny? You did, you did say Danny. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, I, was like, That's okay. I, I don't have a question. I don't, I don't have a listener Sorry. question. <laughs> well, well, so, we're not, not going to cut it out. So let me just do it again. Sorry, Danny. Get out, Tim. What you got for us? And now he has to make a note to edit that out while also reading questions. Here he goes. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do this. When we do this Friday episode, we are going to list uh, kind of, you know, Try and get some uh, questions for you. You can also send us questions via Spotify on our Spotify page as well. Uh, if you have, if you want to comment on our YouTube page at Week in the Tackle, you can do it on Apple Podcasts as well. We have a significant number of avenues for you to ask Tom and Dunny some questions. But I'm pulling these right from Twitter here. This one comes from uh, Eric, listener Eric. He said, if you can make one change or clarification to the laws of the game, what would mm-hmm. it be and why? Uh, Tom looks confused, so I'll start with Dunny. Ooh, this is a great question. What what am I what am I angry about the most? <laughs> what am I angry about the most? I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would I would adjust the new language of VAR, and I would take out the clear and obvious mistake because I think that the I what we're continuing to see are mistakes being made or judgment calls being made that there's no intervention from the VAR because it falls in the gray area. And we've seen far too many times situations where there's tackles or challenges in the box where a VAR should suggest to the referee that he needs to have another look. Because what is happening in real time and at full speed looks different when you have multiple camera angles and you're able to slow it down or speed it up. Um, and, And this idea more recently where we have come back and had the conversation if he calls the penalty well there's not a clear and obvious mistake for him for the var to intervene and say i think you need to take a look or if he doesn't make the call uh it's not a clear and obvious mistake he's got a slight touch on the ball but he did go through him. Uh, one of those so I, I think for our own sanity we should take out the language, clear and obvious mistake for intervention with 
VAR and assistant VAR because I think you could clear up a, a couple of these instances where then we're just kind of putting our hands up and going, I could kind of see it called any other way, but like it's not overturned because, you know, it's not a clear and obvious mistake. Tim, ask me the question again. Uh, let's go to Eric here. He <laughs> says, if you could make one change or clarification to the laws of the game, what would it be and why? Because I had two answers for this, but one of them it didn't work because I, I was going to do my calendar thing. So I'm not going to do mm. that. Please um, yeah. don't. No, don't but I, that. That, that's coming back. That's coming back a lot over the next oh, few God. years. So get used to it. Um, it's going to get refined and refined and refined until someone actually does it. Uh, the one thing I would change is get rid of substitutions. I, I think it's changed the game in such a fundamental way from what the game is supposed to be. And I'm happy for the game to be shorter if we have to to deal with the calendar um, issues that I'm not allowed to talk about in today's program. But I hate the fact that one team with their fifth substitute can bring on a 50 million pound player. And even at the very elite level, the other team can bring on some kid from the youth team who they've got to toss in because they're desperate because somebody's injured. I think it's become uh, about squad hoarding. I think it's become about... um, measuring your dick against the other sovereign wealth funds that own other clubs. And I think it's become a way to stunt careers. There are players Mm. now who are going to play a lot less football and be a lot less memorable and do a lot less because they spent their entire career sitting on the bench at Manchester City when they could go and be a star player for Leicester, for example. I mean, some Man City fans don't respect Riyad Mahrez. Whereas if he stayed at Leicester City, he might have had a stadium named after him and in another era in my era that may have happened so no substitution that's what i do all right one more here i'm gonna slightly change this this uh question here from warren because he he asked when will we get dunny and tom in the booth together to call a game hell it could even be a youth game i'm gonna flip this on its head and tom i'm gonna start with you if you guys had one chance to call one game together and Maybe not the obvious Man United West Ham, unless you want to mm. go there. No. What game would you like to call together and why? Uh, well, firstly, I'll say that we mentioned on Thursday's uh, Grumpy Pundit show that June, I'm off work. I basically don't work that much in June. I don't take any work on in June. Uh, and so we're going to see Danny's MLS schedule. And and we could maybe, I mean, I can't get on Apple, of course, because I'm not a celebrity like Danny, but no, I could maybe. Not. We can maybe do a substandard commentary for our Week in the Tackle subscribers um, mm. on a game that Dunny's not doing potentially or something like that. So we're going to see what, what the schedule brings us. Um, the game I would like to do, I would like to do, uh, I think it would have to be a game we could really take the piss out of. Mm. Like I'd love to do, uh, I don't know, under 11s. Under 11s, Chelmsford League, bottom of the table clash, and the loser has mm. to dissolve as a club because they just can't play the game. So mm. I, I one as well where the kids would never know we did it so we could be really cruel about them. Like, here's little Johnny. He couldn't trap a bag of cement. He's running in the wrong direction. <laughs> What's he doing? He's got his shorts on back to front. He really uh. wants to be in the, the basketball class next door. Mm. And one kid just like sits down and starts like drawing because they don't want to play. Something like that. So I'd like to do a game with Dunny with disinterested children. That's what mm. I did. Little Johnny's dad's going to kick the shit out of you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Tim. <laughs> um, see, this is my fault. I was over in Europe, and I 
could have scheduled a game and I should have scheduled a game. I should have scheduled a time that I was there over the weekend. I should have, should have been more proactive. I, I, I got caught up in living the Barcelona life and going to Girona and going to San Sebastian. And by the time I booked my flights for our family to go to London, we did it midweek. We didn't do it uh, over a weekend. There was only one game and that was palace against man United. I didn't even get to go to that game because I couldn't even get tickets but Rennie was making it available. Should I have had the opportunity at some point, I'm absolutely going to take advantage of that. Um, what game, you know, who, who do you hate the most Rennie? You besides me in, in premier league football, besides him, premier league football team. Uh, dislike. Oh, I feel like my mortgage depends on me not answering that question. So I will say, let's it's say a West Ham get West Ham Millwall. game. Millwall, Millwall, the big, big okay. rival was Millwall. Okay, so I would love to do like a Man City Millwall game. I'm a Man United fan. You're a West Ham fan. Yes. It's the two teams like we're not supposed to like at all. And I feel like the critical thinking and approach to the game would actually bleed into some great commentary, some great tactical like conversations you know, the theoretical conversations surrounding the club, the haves, the have-nots, the spends, all of that. Um, the plastic fans versus like the real fans, the fans inside the stadium versus the fans around the world. I think that would be a, a really fun game to do. More questions in a future Week in the Tackle Friday podcast. Send them into the various ways Tim described earlier on. You can send us questions directly on social media or the various Week in the Tackle platforms. Before we go... I would like some more reviews as well. We've got some brilliant reviews on Spotify, mm. on YouTube, and on Apple as well. Um, but I wanted to read you this before we go. This is a five-star review we got this week, right? A five. This is someone who loves the show, right? <laughs> it's from uh, Sims is Trash on Apple Podcasts, and it came in this week. And again, this person likes our show. Okay, here we go. <laughs> An English bald vegan with hipster glasses. Shocker. And a washed-up U.S. soccer star who's always on vacation. Say sorry, Tim, for an hour and mix in some soccer chat in between. Do you like real Salt Lake? West Ham? Columbus Crew? No? Well, fair, because no one does. However, you will find yourself rooting for bottom-of-the-league teams after just one episode. My favorite segment is Tim Talks Balls. Not in every episode, but it should be. The guy can talk balls unlike any other. If I haven't sold you yet... They actually do have great soccer knowledge and incredibly entertaining. Like, subscribe, and Venmo Rennie so he can afford his shitty English vegan food. The U.S. men's national team are going to win the 2026 World Cup if you do. That's fucking amazing. Sorry, Tom. Sims, amazing review. We loved it. Um, write your reviews in, and if you can make it as good as that, uh, we'll read it out on the Friday show. The full yeah. week of the tackle is on Tuesday as usual. Subscribe. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. You name it, it's available for you. Search on the internet. See you next time.